Hello and welcome to the Bosby Lane podcast. It's your boy Ugo. And yeah, it's good to be back. It's good to uh, have a chance to chat with you guys again. Um, it's been a very, very difficult past three weeks for me and my family. Um, COVID 19 unfortunately made a visit to us and it was um, really, really tough. Uh, my wife is um, a healthcare worker, so she is exposed to uh, sick patients. Um, and when she tested positive, um, you know, we knew right then that, you know, <laughs> most of us, uh, like myself and, and her, um, were going to be in for a very, very tough time. So it, it was really, really difficult. Um, couldn't do a, a podcast in that time. Couldn't uh, you know, do much was bit, was very very difficult. Been in self isolation, like a mandatory self isolation for two weeks. Um, so, but but we're feeling better right now. It was uh, you know really tough, but um, we're feeling much better, and I'm happy that I can um, you know chat with you guys again and share my thoughts on on everything on Manchester United and 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 what's going on. So, but today we're going to be looking at a, a number of things. We're going to look at very quick um, updates on COVID-19 and what's going on. Um, how is Manchester United uh, doing in these uh, times? Uh, I think most of you, if you have MUTV or have access to the app, you know, we've seen loads of content coming from United. It's been amazing to watch. It's been great. Uh, they've been really, really engaged. And I would say, you know, kudos to them. I will talk about transfers. The transfer rumors, like, you know, have been in overdrive in the past few weeks. So we'll talk about some of the the transfer targets that we've been linked to and people who's been, who've been linked away from Manchester United. And we'll briefly talk about, you know, if football is going to come back this, this season or, you know, what, what's going on there. Um, so starting with kind of what's going on, I mean, COVID-19 has been really, really difficult. I mean, talking from my personal experience, the illness is tough. It's, it's not, you know, funny. And, you know, people, sh you know, obviously people are taking it more seriously and more governments have shut down their... Uh, different countries and though we're getting to a point now where it seems like things will, will probably start opening up again um, several places have started having um, you know making moves or setting guidelines to open up the, the countries and open up states and things like that but it, I think from all indications it's going to be a slow open and um, so it's going to be very very difficult to say what happens with regards to public events it seems like even if sports is going to come back it might not come back with fans. It might it might, it might be played behind closed doors and things like that. So there's just so much going on. I think the latest yesterday uh, for EPL specifically is that the EPL um, met with um, the executives of the EPL met uh, of the clubs from the EPL met, and you know it's still open. Uh, they, they want the decision to be made by everyone. It needs to be a consensus uh, from the players from the. The, the different associations that are affiliated, uh, you know, with the Premier League uh, to make that decision as to if football should come back uh, this season. Some uh, countries have actually made the move to cancel the league. I think um, the um, French and the Dutch associations have canceled the league entirely. So you can't rule out that that might happen in England because, um, you know, the cases in England are still, you know, severe in terms of the COVID-19 uh, cases. So, you know, it's 50-50 right now. Uh, some people really want football to come back. So, you know, they're going to do their best. I mean, different ideas have been floated, you know, hosting them in, in different countries or in, in neutral venues and things like that. You know, different um, ideas are being floated. But I think until the players and everyone feels safe about coming back and playing football again, 
it might be very very difficult for that that to, to go on and you know even the the German Bundesliga that was supposed to start uh, sometime in May um, you know no one knows really what's going to happen there um, as well so it's it's still uncertain times we don't know if football is going to come back but you know all of us are kind of you know waiting and yearning and wanting you know we want football back obviously I mean it's 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 something that we've missed uh, all of us are, are missing it so badly so any any form of sports right now for me anyways <laughs> would be great so uh, but let's let's uh, hope that the sensible thing is done uh, that it's done correctly that is done safely because obviously we don't want more people uh, getting infected and we uh, there's some good news around on the vaccine front and things like that so there, there, there seems to be an accelerated process and kind of getting a cure for this um, so hopefully we're gonna get out of it soon and and uh, people can get back to their 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 lives so Moving on to United and these times, I think United has been exceptional in the way they have actually handled this um, COVID-19 pandemic, um, you know, ranging from how they have treated the staff, treated them with so much compassion. We've, we've heard things from Liverpool and Spurs and some other clubs who have, you know, either toyed with the idea of following their staff or, you know, uh, cutting down their staff, cutting wages, things like that. And Manchester United has been really, really exemplary and almost kind of the best uh, example of a well-run club in this uh, crisis period. And I think Ed Woodward, the Glazers, uh, the coaching staff, uh, the players, everyone needs to be given some kudos for what they've done. I mean, see, you know, you, you take a look at what Rashford has been able to accomplish this period. And it, you know, it increases our, our love for him and the love for the team as well. Um, you know, Manchester United donating to the NHS, you know, doing a lot of really great things in the community to support um, you know, the, the, the local community, you know, during this time, you know, Maguire, different players have been, you know, have stood up and done really exceptional stuff. So I'm really proud of, of, of what Manchester United has done and proud to be affiliated with Manchester United as a fan. And I think most of you will, um, you know, would be happy as well. Um, so I think that that has helped, uh, obviously, the ownership and, and the leadership of the club, um, obviously, before before the, the pandemic, you know, people had mixed views or in most cases kind of very negative views about Manchester United uh, and, and ownership. But I think a lot of things have changed in, in the past six, six months, uh, okay, uh, maybe three or four months or so. Uh, the football got better, you know, before the pandemic started. We're playing exemplary football. We're, we're just amazing on the pitch. Uh, and, and now leadership is, is also backing that up and doing, you know, the best that they can. I think Manchester United is in a very, very solid position to move forward. There were no, you know, disciplinary issues like what we saw with almost virtually every single other club had, you know, disciplinary issues with players who were not adhering to the rules and things like that going out during, um, you know, the, the quarantine period, you know, not self-isolating, partying, you know, likes of Kyle Walker, some Tottenham players, even Jose Mourinho, surprise, surprise, um, and a couple of other players who, who didn't do that well uh, in keeping with these others. So Manchester United has been, has been amazing, and I'm really proud of, of how they've handled this, and it shows that you know we have to continue to support the club. We have to continue to give them time. Um, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and his management team have brought 
definitely brought a cultural change uh, to Manchester United. The very first podcast I did, um, uh, episode I did on this podcast was about Ole's cultural change. And it's really, really important that we go back and kind of figure and, and look at that as the foundation for what is going on at Manchester United today and um, and how our players are behaving, how you know the coaching staff is behaving, even the engagement and ev- how everything is kind of you know coming together. It, it's amazing to see. So I'm really, really excited about United and, and how they have uh, conducted themselves this period. I mean, if you're looking for some content, you know, the MUTV channel is great. Um, the YouTube uh, Manchester United channel, the Twitter you know, they've been really, really highly engaged. I, I have a playlist, basically, of all Manchester United goals that I, I watch and, and, and get happy about. So, uh, you know, I encourage you to do that if, you, if, you're, if you're feeling bored, if you're feeling like, you know, you need some some something to share about. You know, there's a lot of really good content um, over there for you to, um, you know, um, for you to, to, to get, get on. So transfers. Now, transfers have not stopped. I mean, the rumor mill has been an overdrive. Um, I think that... Um, Personally speaking, I think there's going to be a change um, in, you know, the, the markets this year, for sure. Um, the economic fallout of COVID-19 is yet to be seen. We don't know exactly what that might mean for, for most clubs, especially the clubs that, that are not that wealthy, even for the wealthy clubs. I mean, it, these are very, very uncertain times. So I don't expect the transfer activity to be as crazy as in past times i think manchester united is great has to be responsible as every club should be uh because it's very very important that you don't run into financial issues so um i've heard so many different um you know links to, to manchester united and, and it's it's no surprise i mean journalists and um itks and and the rest love to link players to united so it's it's no surprise that but i think i, I just wanted to highlight some of the really key ones and i'm going to start with paul pogba on the outs because I just want to get 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 over with with, with the outs and Paul Pogba um, obviously transfer saga that has you know virtually happened for the past two years you know is he staying is he going um, you guys you know know my stance on it I feel like he should go I think you know he is not uh, culturally uh, suited to the club in my opinion I don't think that what his agents and entourage have done in the past. Um, should be, you know, kind of overlooked and without him actually coming out and kind of connecting with the fans. He hasn't done that. I mean, you know, I, I know people love Paul Pogba. We love him as a player. We think he's a great player. He is an amazing player on his day, arguably one of the best uh, midfielders in the world. Um, but, but, but I must say, for me personally, I, I don't think he's... Um, he has made m- that much effort to connect with us, the fans, um, you know, in recent times. Um, yeah, some people, a section of the fans have given him a stick, a section of the, 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 the you know, of, of journalists have as well, and pundits and things like that. But, um, you know, there are there are fans who, who always supported him, who he never reached out to, but instead he threw, threw back at their faces, uh, threw certain, you know, really irresponsible comments from his agents attacking the club attacking the manager and things like that so for me personally i think he should go uh if 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 people have the money for him we hear juventus and and real madrid are kind of the front runners for for him and i i'm personally i think you know he should go now the funny thing about you know the, the current state of things is that 
is Italy the best place, you know, for football right now? I mean, what what does he get, what platform is he going to have in Italy? I think okay, Juventus is the best team in in Italy, so okay, cool, but it it can be compared to, you know, the platform you have when you're playing for in the EPL and, you know, with Manchester United a, a young team that is growing, we have way more prospects. That's why I continue to say that Manchester United has more to offer to Pogba than, than Pogba has to offer to us. This the season he has, um, you know, not played that much, and you know, and and I feel like we we grew out of his shadow this season. We we learned how to play without him. We learned how to succeed without him. So for me personally, I I don't think Paul Pogba is as relevant as people think he might be. And I think you know, with the baggage that comes with his agents. I'm not saying he's a terrible player. I'm not saying he's a he, he's not a great player. He is a great player, but with the baggage that he comes with, I, I, I'm over it. I, I we can't just continue to do that. We have young players. We have amazing players are coming through, and we need space for, for those players to develop. I'm 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 all for that. So, uh, for me, you know, if if Paul if Paul Pogba going means you know getting in uh, you know some other player that that we actually need right now, then then I'm all for it. So. And that that's my stance on Paul Pogba, uh, but yeah, in terms of kind of who can afford him, uh, Juve has to pay up. Uh, they have to pay up, uh, you know, a minimum of a hundred million for them to get Paul Pogba, in my opinion, anyways. But you know, it seems like they're they're only willing to do some player swap, which doesn't make any sense to me. Like, you know, when have we ever gone to do a deal and and offer player swaps and and it's been agreed to? So why should we agree to player swaps? Why should we agree to players that? that we don't need or we don't want so in my opinion i think um uh, i feel like uh, paul pogba should um you know you know you should be paid for you you bring the 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 the, the you know table the, the right offer and, and let, let let's move along manchester united shouldn't make a loss i'm we're in no hurry to sell him as well manchester united can trigger um you know his an extension at any time as well so i mean paul pogba like i said needs us way more than uh we need him so um, yeah, so and that, and that's my take on, on Paul Pogba. Now the other big name, and and this one is you know exciting for us is Jaden Sancho. We all know that the right side of midfield or the right wing um, has been lacking for years. We've not really replaced a right winger since Valencia replaced Ronaldo. We've not really had an out and out right winger. So. This is a great opportunity for us to make a big splash in the market, and that would be kind of the marquee signing. Now, if we ended up just getting Jaden Sancho, uh, you know, in the summer, in my opinion, I would say it's a great summer and, and we should move on. Um, now, if you lose Paul Pogba, then yes, you might need a replacement for him because, you know, obviously you want to have numbers in midfield. But I think um, the most critical position that we need to fill this summer, it has to be the right wing position. And Jaden Sancho definitely uh, ticks the boxes. He's an amazing uh, talent, young English player, uh, you know, thinking about, you know, how he's going to link up with the likes of Rashford, Martial, Mason, um, and other, you know, players, Daniel James you know, in the front line, as well as, you know, kind of interplay with, you know, the midfield as well, with, you know, the likes of Bruno Fernandes behind him. And, and if Paul Pogba stays, you know, with Paul Pogba. So, uh, it's going to be exciting to 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 watch um, um, Jaden at, at Manchester United. All indications suggest that he's going to be coming. It seems like a lot of people have um, uh, strongly believe that it, you know the deal is is going to be reached uh, with Dortmund. Um, now, what the fee is going to look like, you know, you know, it's it's basically what what's you know where where the whole uh, uncertainty is. Is Manchester United going to splash out a hundred million in these times? I don't know. Is it? 
you know, is, is it too much to splash out, especially, you know, with, with you know, the inc economic uncertainty um, around COVID-19? So I, I would say it's a tricky one from that perspective. I think in terms of the player, from all indications, it seems like he has, you know, he's willing to come to Manchester United. Manchester United definitely want him. It seems like, you know, people say that the personal agreements have been done. I, I don't think it's legal for you to do that before uh, you agree uh, a fee with, uh, with a club or at least get permission from the club. So I would say maybe it's not that, you know, we're, maybe the, the personal agreement thing is probably just tentative at best. I don't think there's anything concrete in terms of that, but it's very evident that Manchester United wants him. Now we'll see how those talks go. Uh, is Dortmund going to stick to their guns and, you know, stay at 100 million? Um, will Manchester United kind of pursue other options, uh, you know, because 100 million is quite a lot to spend, especially in these times. I, I mean, under normal circumstances, yes, 100 million would have been, you know, the, you know that figure uh, because we're, in, we're in, in an inflated market. I think the market is going to get deflated. So uh, 100 million might not be, um, you know, the, the same value it was, you know, prior to COVID-19. So we'll, we'll, we'll wait and see what happens with that one. But I am... You know, um, you know, I, I, it would be really exciting for Manchester United to get to get Jadon Sancho for sure. The other name that you know that is not going away is Jack Grealish. Um, personally, I think this is tied to Paul Pogba. Now, if Paul Pogba is going to be staying, I think um, maybe it might be tough to swing Jack Grealish. Or is Jack Grealish? I've heard that Jack Grealish could potentially be played on the wings. So could he be an alternative to Sancho as well? I mean, who knows? I, I don't know what you know what that what what that could look like. But you know, I think Jack Grealish is possibly the most attainable player in you know in the transfer list at the moment i think and i and i, I agree that he he will be a, a solid addition to the team he can play in multiple positions he is um, a leader for his team um you know albeit that he 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 flouted the 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 stay-at-home orders and, and you know was you know his bad boy side came up came out a little bit but I think as a player, he, he's shown this season that he's, he can be amazing. He has um, all the attributes and quality to 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 be a Manchester United player, um, has bags of skills, can control the ball, can see a pass, can hit the ball. Really, really exciting player. And I, I think in, within between Jadon Sancho, Jack Grealish, I feel like the most attainable player would be Jack Grealish and, and most possibly and most likely is going to be the player that we get uh, this summer. Now, if we get Jack Grealish and Jaden Sancho, then that would be an exceptional summer for us. And I think we will be in a good position to kind of move forward. Um, the other guy uh, on the list is Jude Bellingham. I mean, uh, you know, we've heard conflicting stories, some stories from Germany saying that he is possibly going to Borussia Dortmund, some stories from England suggesting that he's contemplating uh, coming to Manchester United. Now, uh, this kid got a tour from, you know, from a legend, from, from Sir Alex Ferguson, you know, you know, pulled out all the stops uh, to just, you know, make sure that he feels comfortable, him and his family. I think he's he's probably thinking about game time as as as, as a huge factor. Now again, if Paul Pogba is going to be staying, I don't know you know if he will feel comfortable coming, you know, due to the fact that, you know, that might limit his chances and things like that. So, I think, you know, what happens with other outs might inform how things uh work out for for Jude and coming through and you know, if you think about Andreas Pereira and think about Paul Pogba, if, you, if these sort of guys start to live, then, you know, there is room to bring in a Jack Grealish and a Jude Bellingham. Now, can Jude kind of slot into the first team football immediately? I don't know. And, um, 
it's gonna be it's gonna be you know very difficult to say if he's gonna be if he's gonna be ready uh but it seems like he he wants to play first team football so we'll see how that goes um but i think our midfield area is looking good and, and thinking about the fact that we still have uh jimmy ghana and, and uh dylan levitt and, and the likes of the, you know those guys coming through as well i think we have a good pipeline and i want us to continue to grow that youth uh team uh pipeline as well so i'm not too fast about kind of going all out for 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 marquee signings currently especially given that our team has found some rhythm and we can build with what we currently have i've heard about thomas pate i'm skeptical about that because i feel like okay if we're getting thomas pate does it mean that scott mctominay fred are gonna have limited time you know to play we have matic as well so i don't know exactly where that link is coming from i don't know if we need a dm in that sense um i think we do have a bunch of midfielders that that can do a job but we'll see how we'll see we we'll really see how that that pans out i really am more interested in actually building our youth players and getting them into the first team and i i, I regardless of how long it's going to take that is the way forward that is the way we should be actually approaching things moving forward that is what works and while there might be marquee signings that you can add here and there or utility players you can bring from other clubs and add them the core of our team has to be um you know rooted in the principle of promoting youth and playing at the youth players uh in our teams um finally um you know other players that, that, that we've heard we've heard of diogo dalo um this one is a bit you know you know 50 50 i don't know i don't know if i have an opinion i love the guy as, as a person but i don't think he's kicked on but he's still very very young so i still think he he has time to develop so is he gonna get that time is his injuries gonna hamper him and things like that who knows but i think um diogo is 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 one for the future i think the injuries have hampered him i don't think we should write him off yet uh, i know Ethan Laird is also, also coming true so there are a lot of things to be excited about uh, our young players and how they're coming true and and, and and we should be really really excited about uh, the prospects of what uh, the future holds uh, for manchester united now is football coming back or not we don't know we can't say for sure but one thing we can say is that manchester united have done a lot of really great things over the past couple of weeks um it's it's amazing it's great you should be happy as a manchester united fan be proud of your club your club has done you proud they've done great during this period uh let's wait and see what what happens the authorities the football players the football association all these guys have to accept and agree to bring football back where football is going to be brought back we don't know is it going to be played in neutral stadiums in england or outside no one knows for sure but um i think everyone should just kind of be calm we're going to get back to that point even if the, the season gets cancelled the summer is around the, the, the corner already and, and you know the new league is probably going to start very early and I, I think one way or the other we're going to get football back but the most important thing is to keep everyone safe please stay safe take your your immunity boosting supplements to help you through covid uh, just kind of protect yourself stay active stay healthy do the best you can it's your boy ugo thanks for listening to the busby lane podcast and have a good one cheers <laughs>